Welcome to the Airport Experience News Podcast. I am your host, Ramon Lowe, and the publisher of AXN. Of course, for all of your COVID-19 news chronicling its impact on the industry and the industry's response to it, please make sure to visit airportxnews.com for the latest. Carol Ward and her team are doing a great job in really detailing the work that uh, of ARA, ACI, AAAE, AMAC, etc. are doing in response to this really unprecedented crisis. And with that, I uh, just want to let you know that on the next few podcasts, I'm going to be sharing some of my quick chats that I had with various small businesses, um, really just to get their view on how this crisis is impacting them. So for this edition, I chat with Aaron Humphreys of Aaron Clark and Company. So I'm here with my good friend, Aaron Humphreys, the CEO and founder of Aaron Clark and Company. Aaron, I wish we were talking under better circumstances, but how are you doing? Oh, I am so happy to talk to you. And I agree. I too wish we were talking under better circumstances for not only, you know, ourselves, but certainly for the rest of our industry and our nation. Well, the yes. globe. No, no, definitely. And uh, as you're fully aware, as everyone probably listening is fully aware, uh, our industry has been tremendously impacted. Uh, a lot of the carriers have drawn down their um, their schedules significantly. Um, operating times in airports by the stores, restaurants, and services like yours uh, have uh, been shortened, have been limited. Uh, every Basically, every aspect of our industry, just like every aspect of the, the world, really, has been affected. But one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is really to talk about, um, you know, I guess, share with us the vantage point of this crisis from, I guess, the seat of uh, a small business. So really, let's start off with just, if you could just tell me where you are now with the business and, and how are things are going. Uh, thank you so much for asking. Um, so... I operate and root spa in Indianapolis airports, um, spa locations there, as well as services outside of the airport in um, corporations and at the convention center. And um, we have temporarily ceased um, operations in all of those locations. Uh, and, you know, that it's uh, <laughs> what a what an impactful thing that is. In my 21 years of operating in airports in, in this particular industry, I have never seen um, a cease of operations like this. Um, but, uh, you know, temporarily closing and then we, we reduced our hours and then we, we have closed our, um, closed our doors. Uh, but as care providers, it's our responsibility to do no harm, not only um, to our employees and putting them um, at risk, but also for our customers. And, you know, it's also our responsibility to honor the massive efforts and sacrifices made by millions of people across the country who are social distancing and, um, mm -hmm. you know, doing their part to reduce the impact of the virus. So you mentioned uh, you've been in this industry for 20 plus years. Have I, I hate to say, is this unprecedented? I mean, we, you went through 9-11 um, in the most recent recession, you know, spikes in oil, uh, mergers, all that. Absolutely. Um, yes. So 21 years specifically, um, we 9-11 was incredible, um, but that was a, a pretty quick bounce back as well as the Great Recession. And we continue to operate. Um, I think that, you know, 
I think the hardest part though is, you know, seeing the impact on your team, you know, seeing the people that you work with that you rely on and they rely on you going through economic hardship. Um, and, you know, we're a small business. So it's not like we have the ability to continue to pay people while we're not, um, you know, we're not seeing revenue. And, and then secondarily to that, we're not able to take care of our customers. We're in this business because we want to care for the people. And, you know, our customers are stressed and they're anxious. And I hear from them, you know, I'm friends with many of them and they're letting me know what kind of pressures they're under. And they certainly wish they, they had services that were um, helping them. It's obviously an elevated type of impact um, from a small business perspective, right? Is I mean, because you this isn't exactly something that folks can plan for, or you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're always probably look. I'm sure as a business owner, you're probably thinking of there's going to be some sort of an event. You know, we we learned from 9/11, we from, learned from the most recent recession, and we always came out from all those um, uh, situations wiser and stronger. Um, and obviously operating a little differently, you know, but, um, but again, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be as a small business impacted (laughs) more, no matter how much you plan. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, um, like you said, unprecedented is the only way to describe what's happening right now. And we don't, we don't see an end in sight. And I think that's also, um, relatively unnerving, uh, since you can't plan for that. So you mentioned that you um, closed down your units, your en route spa units uh, at the airport. What else are you doing as a, as a business owner, a small business owner right now to, uh, I guess, kind of navigate through this crisis? That's a great question. Um, it's hard for me to not think of my staff and how, um, you know, what it is that they're going through. So pretty much on a daily basis, I'm in communication with people in our government uh, in terms of what kind of um, uh, support can is what what kind of support is available to people mm-hmm. and how it is that I can connect my people to that support and that's been that's been helpful but it's a slow process I mean our government is working very hard at you know trying to just navigate um, you know uh, safety and support for people so we continue to follow that um, one thing which I'm sure other people are experiencing is we have our children home. And so working with our kids has certainly been um, interesting and um, fun and crazy at times. But uh, because um, our kids are so involved in our business in general, they've, they've grown up with it. They've, they've, it's been around their entire lives. Um, Sometimes we have breaks from school and we brainstorm like, how are we going to come out of this? What are we going to do? Are we, um, you know, are there other new and different ways of bringing health and wellness and prevention to people, products, services, content? What can we do? And you'd be surprised what kind of ideas come from a four-year-old. <laughs> no, that's positive. And I think we have the time to kind of like start thinking or if we haven't already, but start thinking now about um, what that next step is. Cause we, I do believe we will come out of this. We will come out of it. And it's just a matter of when we do come out on the other side, what does it look like? And that's kind of like my last question for you, you know, looking to the future, um, maybe to first, obviously to, to your own and then to the, uh, to the industry, you know, what do you see? You are um, a rather niche category in a services category, right? Do you see that rebounding? Do you see the industry obviously rebounding? And if it does, like, what does it look like? And, you know, from your perspective? 
That is also a very good question. And um, I, I can start with myself just to answer that. I think these kinds of experiences that really require a human being to kind of look inwardly, take stock, and um, evaluate how it is that you want to live your life with intention um, is not an uncommon uh, thing just to me. I know a lot of my friends are experiencing that. I know a lot of our customer base is experiencing that. And with that said, I believe that people will continue to be intentional with about uh, with and about how they care for themselves and their health. So as we have seen um, over the last 21 years and 9-11, the Great Recession, airline restructuring, um, people just continue to take better care of their, of their health. They're looking for prevention. They're looking for wellness. They're looking to alleviate stress and add value to their lives. Um, and I, you know, following that on the vein of business, that just continues to support this need for diversifying. So we have business in the airport. We have business on the street. How else truly can we continue to bring health and wellness and prevention to people? Is it different products? We're actually we're talking a lot about that. And um, is it a different kind of service? Is it content? What do they need? How can we do that? And you know, it is nice. We have a couple of weeks. We can look at this in the bright side. We have a couple of weeks to really spend time on this. And, and include like, our kids because we can't, you know, we can't get away from them. Of course. And I, and I like the, I like the attitude and using this time to kind of really think about what that pivot is going to look like. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you, you, you told me before offline that you've, um, you know, you've given this a lot of thought uh, for gosh, uh, some significant amount of time now in terms of what that next pivot is. Unfortunately, now this is a great time with, um, with a crisis like this that causes us to think a lot more creatively and act more proactively um, and expediently, I guess, to put those mm-hmm. plans in motion or at least give them a lot more life. Um, right. Rather than yeah, just a, I think uh, you're right about that. Drawing a, you know, sketching on a drawing board or something, right? Right. And as a small business, you just don't get time like this. So I think you have to look at it as, um, you know, like the silver lining we were just referring to. Uh, But you never know. I mean, great ideas come from the craziest times and the craziest places. So we'll see. Well, Aaron, that's all I have uh, for now. And thanks for, I I know it's been difficult for everyone. Um, Wishing you and and yours all the best, but uh, thanks for taking time to speak with me. Thank you so much, Ramon. Looking forward to seeing our friends in the industry back on their feet. This is episode 95 and the next in a series of episodes that were recorded at the Airport Experience Conference in Denver. We recorded this, of course, in the podcast studio sponsored by Tastes on the Fly. So here I chat with Pam Deschant of Denver International Airport. Well, let's just get to it. Here's my conversation with Pam. So I'm here with Pam Deschant, the Senior Vice President of Concessions for Denver International Airport. Pam, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. And congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. So uh, we're doing this in the podcast studio, sponsored by Taste on the Fly, on the final day of the Airport Experience Conference here in Denver, which it's been great. Thank you for the wonderful weather from someone coming from South Florida, by the way. <laughs> we wanted to showcase our best. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. So uh, let's get to it. Uh, my first question, I've asked this of everyone, you know, what brought you into this industry? Well... Anyone who knows me knows I've always said I wanted to work at the airport. 
Of course. <laughs> <laughs> this was even before airport was built 25 years ago. Plug, yes. happy birthday happy to birthday, us. Denver. Happy 25th yes. birthday, Denver. I had this preconceived notion that working in an airport meant um, being a flight attendant or a pilot. Of course, everyone thinks that. Yes, yes. So I spent my career in the Colorado business community. I'm a Denver native. I focused on business development with the state chamber. I eventually became a retail small business owner. This was until the economy took a downturn. So shortly after that, I was afforded an opportunity to come to Denver Airport in the concessions department. Lo and behold, all of my past experience would fall into place and become very relevant in this industry. So ultimately, I was wrong about my preconceived notion <laughs> about the aviation industry. And this is why I take every chance that I can to volunteer and create awareness about careers in aviation, especially for young women. Denver Airport has a robust education program for internships yes. and future leaders and careers in aviation. But we need that, you know, we right? Do. We, we need to build our bench. Um, I'm, I'm seeing a lot more airports, um, not that many airports don't, but I'm seeing a lot more news with regards to um, uh, mentoring or, in, or uh, you know, creating internship programs, which is great. Um, so you probably feel that a lot of your retail experience or your entrepreneurial experience is probably applicable here now. Right? Absolutely. With, with the way you see the program, that is. Yes, because I've been the small business owner. I've been the person, been person right, putting it all on the line. Working, yeah, everything. yeah. And taking that gamble in hopes of making it. And I did, which is great. So I, I get it. So you said this is a very unique space and you kind of were, uh, you know, this, I guess you kind of were struck with how things operate because, again, it's, it's a very complicated um, environment that we are in. You know, what was what do you find about the industry so unique and exciting? There's a lot, I'm sure. There's so much. I, you and I both know that every day is different. <laughs> that's a familiar <laughs> refrain for everyone I ask uh, this question, yeah. by the way. Yes. Oh, really? Yes, every, every day is different, <laughs> but that's fine. Well, our work is never done, right? And I appreciate that. We need to keep innovating and changing and we, to drive revenue, right? Oh, of course. So, yeah, every day is different. There's so many. Here's the most exciting part. There are so many things we haven't thought of yet that are just around the next corner. So that's what keeps it exciting for me, right? What are we going to do next? And you have a lot of next, by the way. We have a lot of <laughs> a next. A lot of next, yes. a lot of next. So uh, my next question is for you. Uh, throughout your career here uh, with the airport, I'm sure there have been many moments um, that have challenged you, that have actually asked you to stretch and come out of your comfort zone, you know? really look, uh, want you to point to a moment of learning. It doesn't, and a moment of learning does not have to come from something bad that happened, right? Mm -hmm. Again, it's could have been something that you were at, hey, Pam, could you do this? And you like, you know, stepped out of your comfort zone and you realize that you have a skill now that you didn't think you had in you at the time. So we'd love for you to share a moment of learning or, uh, from your career. I'd be happy to. So many moments of learning, uh, but I'll focus on what, I share with my team on a daily basis. We recently built a new concessions team and my consistent message is don't be afraid to fail because that's where the magic happens. Of course. Making mistakes has been my greatest uh, points of learning. I'll give you a specific example. Sure. In 2016, our team developed a backdrop program at the hotel and transit center. Very successful, smooth. Well, last year in partnership with our parking department, we expanded the service to our economy lot, right? We wanted to make travel easier on our guests by um, 
taken the bags in the parking lot so they can ride the shuttle hands-free and go straight... Stress-free. Stress-free. Yes. A bag-free, right? And go straight to security and tr- instead of trying to navigate that journey with a bunch of luggage. So we thought we had all of our plans worked out and under control. We were aiming for a November 2nd opening. Well, it turned out... (laughs) (laughs) I love the sign. Well... Well, yeah. We were unable to get proper permitting in time to place the temporary building in the parking lot. But my defeats leave me undaunted because uh, some folks were stressed about this, but in the blink of an eye, this epic mistake turned out to be the creation of the first ever drive-up bag drop program. Okay. Our guests can literally drive up in their vehicle, do the transaction through the window, receive boarding passes, um, bag tags, and their bags are removed from the vehicle from our guest service operators from Bags, Inc. So making that mistake with a permit and the building um, ended up being one of our greatest innovations at the airport because we knew that we couldn't put passengers into this temporary building, right? Because we didn't have the proper permit. So what was the next best step? We weren't going to throw our hands up and give up. We thought, how can we adapt to this challenge? And we said, well, we just won't put people in the building. We'll come to them. So yeah, don't be afraid to fail. And, and you know what? The, the, just little innovations like that uh-huh. reduces friction. Reduce, definitely reduces stress. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine um, flying with my family and returning the car, and like, okay, let's all get wait for the shuttle, and like just grabbing everything. It just makes it so much easier. It does. It does, and we're really proud of the service. Do you see yourself kind of like um, benefiting from that? I mean, like if you were a traveler in someone else's airport, you know, I could see myself not being so stressed if they had this and now you have it in your absolutely absolutely and it reduces it takes 20 minutes off of the passenger journey um, in going up to the sixth level to find the airline check-in to check bags you know what that 20 minutes does for us in concessions yes it means a lot yes I'm I'm, I'm making the hand gestures this is this is an audio medium not a visual one but (laughs) it it means there's more spend yes (laughs) or you get to the thermal faster and there's more spend Awesome. Um, I, I don't know if you answered this part, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's the favorite part of the job? Favorite part of this job is the partnerships. Our business partners, our prime concessionaires, our small businesses. I love getting to witness the passion and the hard work and the innovation that comes from our partners. Another favorite part of my job recently is the dedication and the drive of our new concessions team. It's so refreshing. We say it's a new day in Den Concessions, and it truly is. So that's the favorite part, the relationships and the partnerships. So now you have a multi-view, I guess, appreciation. Business owner, operator, and now like going through a huge program to see like what it takes to really elevate the passenger experience, right? That's got to be exciting. Absolutely. And I'm always rooting for the small business. You know, you want people to make it. No, of course. And uh, I think it's also exciting that you have virtually blank canvas. We do. Now, and you're like, hey, let's, I'm, I want to, I can't wait to see what this thing is going to be. Oh, we can't either. We're so excited. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, so unofficially or officially, we have mentors, right? Whether they find yes. us or we find them. Um, would love for you to share who those mentors are, one or two people. You know, and how they've impacted you in your career here at Denver. 
And you know, it could be, it doesn't have to be someone at the airport. It could have been a friend, parent, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, One of my greatest mentors would be a former boss that I had, not even in the aviation industry, right? And her strength and her determination and the constant message of stay true to yourself, don't take things personally, and just keep going. And then as I've entered the aviation industry, uh, the strong intelligent women here in this world um, they amaze me every day so I have several mentors how do you how do you find the industry the community uh, as not not as a mentor standpoint but as far as a resource Mm -hmm. for you because again um, as I've done many of these, I speak to, uh, I've spoken to like Jeff Taylor, and Friedman, and Isabel Rohawi, et cetera. And they're always saying, you know, um, I love being able to reach out and calling someone and say, hey, we're doing X. Mm-hmm. Have you done X? And what can you, how can you guide me? Right? I mean, it must be valuable to have that resource. It's so valuable. It's so valuable. And one of my favorite pieces of this conference every year is the property manager's luncheon where yes. we get to really connect as peer airports, so that's helpful. I would say that these relationships, they happen naturally. Of course. So I have found that I don't have to go looking for resources. These relationships have happened really naturally for me. You have a deep role, you have a big Rolodex now, right? Of like, yes, uh, yes. Call this person yeah. and ask them a question. It just happens and it's, it, it's like magic, you know? It's very natural relationships. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Listen, you can't possibly, it feels like it, but you can't possibly be at the airport all the time. Well. <laughs> all right. I, I, okay. Maybe you are. Maybe you are. At least right now. Yeah. But there's got to be a point where you are um, away and you must have a favorite pastime just to de-stress, to get an unplugged, basically. And what, what is that pastime? It has to be going to Southern Colorado during the spring and summer. Some of my family comes from the beautiful San Luis Valley. Um, for those of you who don't know where that is, it's near the Great Sand Dunes oh. here in Colorado. I have very, very fond memories of my childhood and my family, and we have kept that tradition alive. So that's my favorite, favorite pastime and thing to do. Life is so different down there. It's slower. Mm-hmm. Um, it's peaceful and it is my happy place. Yes. So I, I very much look forward to when the weather's nice visiting the valley on the weekends. So what do you do? Is it just a place to go and chill, just, read a book or Yes, just something? be, you know, and talk to the very few neighbors down there. Just <laughs> just slow yeah. down. Are they are they the same neighbors from what you remember maybe or just like yeah. days you go back and visit? Yeah, you know, different generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's what I love to do on my downtime. I'm from South Florida, so we're a very flat state. Yeah. <laughs> so I love seeing topography. And mm-hmm. I can just imagine right now you're just on the porch, just, I don't know, staring at the mountains or just yes. relaxing. The beautiful feet, feet 14er um, down there, I would recommend it. I okay. recommend the San Luis Valley. How far away is it from here? Well, it's about four and a half hours. It's drive. manageable. Yeah. It's manageable. Is it a good, nice even drive or is it very like no it's even and here's what it's not it's not congested traffic on I-70 so it's a great alternative to the traffic that we've seen increase and I-70 would go in a different direction towards mountain okay Mm -hmm. oh yeah 
Hmm. I have a friend who is originally from, she's from Oklahoma, but um, her family has, I think it's in the same valley. They have, oh. she has, um, they have a, a cabin or something. It's like a family cabin that they've always kept up. And when she, and she lives in Chicago, but moved, and she would go to Oklahoma, pick up her parents, then go to um, their cabin uh, in Colorado, and, or Southern Colorado, and just kind of get away from the city. Just be. Or she would get away from the yeah. city. Just to kind of like, I don't know. Paint, read a book, walk. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy life and appreciate Whatever life. You want. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Um, so, uh, my last question for you would love for you to share. Uh, I think I know what the answer is, and I think you got to fight, fight the urge to answer. But you know, something that you're looking forward to here at the airport, and uh, you know, in your career. Here's what I'm looking forward to the most: the redevelopment of our of commercial master plan, right? We've put in countless hours working with the world's greatest commercial planning consultants, by the way, to develop our master plan strategy. What's so exciting is that this is just the beginning. Yeah. Right? I mean, we're in the infancy of this beautiful master plan. We're going to grow our concessions program by 60%. We're going to get into a regular cadence of RFPs over the next three to five years. So you're going to really, really see our program reach new heights. I'm excited to see our longstanding partners continue to grow and evolve with us, while uh, our new partners that we haven't even met yet right, come into Denver. Uh, there's so much coming over the next five years that there's room for everybody. So you're going to be busy, basically. So you busy. and everyone's going to be busy. Everybody is going to be busy. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. So you're saying six, uh, it's going to grow in terms of square footage? Yes. By 60%. Yes. Wow. Yes. It's already, I mean, you guys would need it because you're bursting at the seams and you're getting busier traffic-wise. We are. We have had record-breaking passenger traffic for the last 25 consecutive months in a row. And we just can't accommodate our passengers the way we need to and want to. And it's resulting in, you know, that ultimately you're your sales start to plateau and then may even take a dip. Sure. People can't get their needs met if the lines are too long and they're just, there aren't enough options. So we're working on that. We're solving for it and really excited. So we can expect this to be a truly Denver experience or Colorado, I should just say. Yes. Experience. Vintage Colorado in there. Yes. It's going to be fabulous. Awesome. I can't, I, uh, I personally cannot wait. So now I have a reason to come back. Yes. I'd like to see you. I have another reason. <laughs> yeah, give us a few years and we'll be a completely different airport. Well, Pam, uh, this has been great. And I know you're busy just uh, helping us host. It's been tremendous hosts, by the way. And the airport Thank tour you. was phenomenal. Um, and I think everyone's really excited to, and, and anticipating what the next program is going to be. And um, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Thanks for having me.